When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Glad to have you back. Yes, sir. You heard me right. Here are the guys, Schmidt and Cranach. Well, Hector, here's the game plan. You're going to bring us two absolute martinis. You know how I like them straight up. And then precisely seven and one half minutes after that, you're going to bring us two more. Then two more after that every five minutes until one of us passes out. Excellent strategy, sir. Back with you, it's Weekend Edition. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency. Chris Schmidt, Mark Rainak, Elijah Herbal, the Iron Horse. With us, Gary Sharp. Sharpie, I love the stocking hat, man. Has anyone freaked out when you went in to get coffee this morning? Uh, not yet, but it's. Uh, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it's like ah. 60 here today. So <laughs> oh. it does look a little odd. I thought you would comment on my, for the second straight week, the uh, artwork in the hotel room that I'm staying in. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I see, uh, was it Eminem or Gary Sharp, my man, uh, jumping on? I love it. It's okay. Yeah, this, is a new, this is a new look. I, I, I'm having a midlife crisis in uh, 2023, so I'm going with this look. Well, I no, love I doing like, 8 I Mile. Like, love doing 8 Mile. Yeah, yeah you were good. What's the, art, what's the artwork behind you? Is it some guy in a boat staring off? Uh, into the, uh, no, I yeah. believe it is somebody wandering through a forest. Mm. Yeah, which huh. hangs above your bed, which is kind of a little creepy. Yeah, it's not um, nine folks in, in red zip-ups uh, on the doorstep. Can, can we talk real quick uh, hotel artwork and themes? Okay, so yes. <laughs> January of like, I don't know, 2004, something like that. Go to Williston, North Dakota. It was for Juco Hoops. <laughs> you know, that's life when you're trying to come up, right? Um, and it's, it's negative 20, right? And the, the entire hotel is decorated in palm trees and pineapples. And it just pissed me off. You know, you're just like, stop it, you lying jerks. Like, you look outside and, you know, people are, oh, my God. Who, who's got the worst artwork? Because, Gary, you've, you've had to go to some far-flung uh, places as, as UNO has tried, to, has, has tried different conferences and different sports. And so you've been to some spots that people haven't been to. Where's the worst hotel scene and theme that you've had to endure? Uh, clearly Macomb, Illinois where Western Illinois is, because when you go into the bathroom and right above the uh, toilet is like this picture that's supposed to look like Macomb, but I'm pretty sure that Macomb does not have that many (laughs) streetlights. It's a false advertising. And it's a little bit intimidating. Yeah, I I, I would say so. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So Macomb, Illinois is the, the ranker right now for Sharpie. Gary, uh, let's gauge your, your take here on, on Nebraska and the Riola race. Uh, well, it's, it's clearly a priority when you send nine coaches there. You know, and, and then it's kind of interesting. He's in a good spot, uh, Dylan is, because everybody wants him. and He's going to be at USC this weekend. But it's clear that Nebraska is back into the game. And they've made him a priority, and I think they're handling it the right way. And you know, it's it's you have to present something to him 
that just doesn't have to do with his uncle or his dad, that there is something there that if he comes here, he's going to get to where he wants to go, and that is the NFL, but ultimately win on the football field. So it's kind of like the staff is starting from behind, but, boy, it's, it feels like they've made up a lot of ground in a short amount of time just by being adults, you know, handling the situation. Hey, we realize your importance to Nebraska. We, we want you to be here, and this is what we're going to show you, and we're going to lay out the plan. And I, I can't imagine, none of us have ever been recruited like that except for Elijah where you have that much of attention on you <laughs> and you don't know how to handle it. Cause I mean, everybody is saying, you know, the same things. We want you, we want you, we want you, but I'll give credit to Nebraska and Matt rule. They got back into the game and they're in the game. I, I don't know if they're a front runner, but I'll tell you what, they're going to make it hard for him to say no, which is ultimately what you want. If he's not going to pick a school just based on winning and losing. Gary, Gary I, Sharp is with us. I, I do oh, appreciate the Gary, uh, the, the compliment Gary on that one. But I'll tell you what, Midland never sent nine assistant coaches to come visit Elijah Herbal. So, <laughs> well, I mean, well, their loss, guys. Do you think that's overwhelming? I mean, we look at it from the outside and go, "Wow, nine coaches, that's cool." But do you think that's a little overwhelming? I mean, a little depends. Depends. Like, I'd imagine it's the, a statement the... to the other. It's the statement to the other schools that are recruiting him for sure. Now, it's overwhelming yeah. if you live in a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> but I'd imagine the Rayola's got some, got some square footage. And so it's just kind of fine. You just kind of, like, hey, go hang out by the pool. Go hang out by the jacuzzi. <laughs> go play on our full-court basketball that we got in the back. You know, go play some pickleball. I think they have, like, probably an athletic complex on that, uh, on that property. Oh, probably. You know, it's, it, and Gary Sharp is with us. He's going to record a House of Pain video. Uh, a little bit later on, <laughs> Gary. Speaking of speaking of recruiting, uh, the Omaha area and, and really Nebraska as a whole now, how much has the game changed in the last decade in terms of competition? There used to be kind of just Nebraska's. You know, you would occasionally get somebody leak out to Notre Dame or something like that. But how how fierce is the competition? How much of a stop is the Omaha and Nebraska area for? for coaches well outside of Nebraska. Well, you know what? And, and Mark and, and, and Schmidt and Elijah, you guys are all familiar with the high school football in this area. And it has gotten, ex- it, it has taken to a whole nother level. The coaching is better. The depth across the entire Metro area is better. And it's turned into a year round sport in Omaha with everything you can do outside of your high school season. And there are some extremely talented players and the exposure, and I don't think it's just Omaha. I think it's the entire state. When you're in a state like Nebraska, which is landlocked and only 1.9 million people, and people look over it as a flyover state, now there's some great football talent, whether it be in Ainsworth or in Omaha, but there's so many different avenues out there to get your film out that people become very aware quickly of what we have in Nebraska. And you look at the schools that have rolled through Nebraska or rolled through Omaha, well, and Nebraska, I mean, it's impressive. It's very impressive, and I think it makes Nebraska it, – it, it's, a, it's a pro and a con for Nebraska. It's a pro because the talent is on the Big Ten level right now of a good handful of players every year in the state of Nebraska. So Nebraska doesn't have to go far to get guys that could come in and they can play at your conference level. The con is there are so many different options, and Nebraska hasn't given you a reason to say yes yet. They haven't done something on the field. They can build up all kinds of relationships. But if somebody comes in and they say, hey, you know, we were in the playoff last year. Look at what we have. I mean, that's a little bit tough. And 
in Omaha, there's so many different options where Nebraska isn't front and center like other places in the state. But I think it's great moving forward. I, I think if Matt Rule plays his cards correctly, and we've seen that, I mean, where in the world is Ed Foley this morning? And, and where is his cholesterol level after all the places that he's eaten? I mean, Nebraska's doing it the right way. They just need that one or two guys in the 24-25 class to say yes and then I think you'll start to see a stream of players that will follow because those are some of the headliners in this town. Gary, tell me a little bit about Christian Jones from up at Westside. He got a, an offer from USC yesterday, and I just want to get your take on him. You've seen him a, a little bit more than we have down here in Lincoln. And, and is he the next can't-miss in-state prospect from the inside the state borders of, of Nebraska? I would say, how about that? How A, a kid at Omaha Westside gets an offer from USC. Guys, USC has come into Omaha. I mean, we when Avante Dickerson got the offer from Oregon, we were like, whoa, now he now USC is in in Omaha. And why not? Because they're going to join the conference next year. He is a he is a really has taken a huge jump. First of all, you saw him like in eighth grade and you knew he was going to be good. Then he went to Omaha Burke and he was on the field as a freshman at Omaha Burke. And he just had that knack. He had that instinct playing outside and playing in space. And as you saw this past year at Westside, is him playing in space. He's got great closing speed. Um, I kind of also like him on the offense side of the ball, but his future is playing linebacker. I just think he's a smart kid. He's, his body is something that is going to get bigger, but his speed and his closing speed, but his ability to cover tight ends and running backs out of the backfield in space, I think is one of his best attributes. He's just a really, really good player that the more the season went on for Westside, and there were a lot of players to recognize you would go and watch Westside play, and you would recognize Christian Jones. It wasn't at the beginning of the year, but towards the tail end, he really made an impact. And I'll tell you what, that is, you know, Nebraska and the previous staff, they were on him early. That's a really smart offer by USC and other schools that have come in to offer Christian Jones because he's going to be the next great linebacker to come out of Omaha. Gary Sharp with us here on Hale Varsity Weekend. Sharpie, want to go to basketball here for a minute and – it just keeps getting you know, steeper for Fred and, and Nebraska. You've worked a lot in your career with Trev Alberts. And uh, without asking you to, to read his mind, um, how do you think he's evaluating? Uh, I think he's got a tough – Schmitty, Elijah, and Mark, I think he's got a tough job. Because it's clear that this year's Nebraska basketball team is different. It almost feels like year one. The cohesiveness is better. They he went out and hired a defensive coach, and we've seen that's been a little bit different. Now the con is Fred is an offensive guy, and this is a very poor shooting basketball team. The roster construction this year, you know, they got a bunch of guys that are three, four, five options on a Big Ten starting five, but they play hard, um, and they've been able to pull the parking brake when they've gotten into these ruts where you know a five game losing streak doesn't lead to a six or a seven and an eight or a nine like we've seen in the past. But now he's in kind of dire straits because they don't have enough bodies. I don't know. I, I I think Fred will be back, but boy, it's tough to say that guys on January 28th with a decimated roster and still a month and about three weeks to go to see where this is going. Um, but it's almost like, man, if you're Nebraska basketball. Yes, exactly. If you're Nebraska basketball, it is one of those things where, man, what what did we do to to anger anybody? What did Danny knew Danny need do when he left the left the building? Um, because Nebraska basketball just can't get any momentum. You could say they're cursed, whatever. It's just one thing after another. 
win this season. I mean, people are going to forget that they beat Creighton. They beat Iowa. They took Purdue to overtime. Um, so I think it's important for Fred to keep guys' heads above water. It's going to be tough to find some victories along this stretch. Um, but I, I, I think Trev, in a, in a tough spot, I think Trev will make the decision that, you know what, Fred, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust Fred that he can go find the next Greasel and Walker. A thing that would help Fred that he can't do anything about right now is he doesn't have a McGowan's on the hook. We don't know about Ramel Lloyd. We don't know about Eli Rice, who's coming in next year. None of those guys you go, man, they're a, they're a game changer, like a McGowan's would be, where if you were fighting for your job, you'd say, hey, you know Trev, Vandermill Gary is out. You know what kind of what that does to our roster. But, hey, look at what I have coming. Fred doesn't have that right now. So you have to put faith in if you're bringing him back to say, hey, he's going to go find in the portal guys that can make a difference and guys that can go get you buckets. Gary Sharp is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. We'll be listening to Ice Cube's death certificate after we get off of this uh, radio You're show. You're just nailing all of the uh, the great albums, and, and you just hit one right there. I, you went House of Pain. Now it's – now it's Destrojivit. We've had an Eminem shout out. I mean, we're, yeah. we're right there. We're right there. He's got a great. He's got a great beanie on for people that are not watching and only listening. Um, yeah. Now with hoops, is Fred a, is Fred a grinder? Does 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 what Trev wanted in a football coach apply to all coaches? Does Fred fit that mold that that Trev wants? Um. I, th- I don't know. When I, th- when I think Fred, I don't immediately say grinder. But don't confuse his personality for a guy that is on easy street. And there goes Gary. <sighs> yeah. He was, he's saying easy street. That was going to be. Oh, oh, there he is. Okay, there he is. Back. We got you back. Uh, oh, okay. Gary, Gary we, lost, we, 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 we lost you at easy street. Um, you can you can go ahead with Electric Avenue, which, whichever. Which I, I was going down that path to use, you know, Fred Hoiberg as a grinder, comparing him to some of the greatest rappers. Um, mm. He easy don't easy. don't confuse his personality, you know, which is kind of laid back, more of a pro personality for a guy that doesn't grind. I think I think he gets after it, but he gets after it in a different way. You know, it, it may come down, guys, also to the personality. You know, Trev and Fred's relationship. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think Fred this year, and this is a bonus for Fred. We all know what it was like coming into this year. And Fred Fred adjusted. Fred changed this year in the way he approached. And I think that's a, that's a sign for an older coach that's been around the block at a bunch of different places to be able to change on the fly. I don't know. That's why this whole conversation, and remember, it's January 28th. They play Maryland today. That's not going to be easy, is <clears throat> E. <laughs> it's it's a tough discussion. It's a tough it's a tough decision because there there's a ledger of okay these things look a lot different in year number four, but then there's no guarantee that in year five it's going to pop. And if you're watching the game on Wednesday night, did you did you three guys go, man, how come Nebraska can't be Northwestern? You know what is Northwestern doing? And Northwestern lost two key guys that are helping other Power Five teams. And they're on the cusp of going back to the NCAA tournament after a lengthy disappearance. I found myself going, wow, why, why can't Nebraska find a Ty Berry? Why can't they find a Boo Booey? You know, w- w- where's that at for Nebraska basketball? Gary Sharp is with us here on a Saturday morning edition of Hale Varsity Radio. And Gary, from your time around Trev with his time at UNO, 
What's your 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 take on you know the the past six months for Trev being a factor in this Fred Hoiberg decision? It was an exhaustive coaching search for the football team, and do you think that Trev's the type of guy that will might push off a coaching search for basketball for a year just because you know what after the past six months he doesn't want to go into another coaching search, but or, or is he just the grinder type that you know what he's going to do what's best for the university no matter what? And if he thinks it's time for Fred to go, he's willing to go, you know, start another coaching search despite how crazy the past six months have been. I think he'll look at what's best for the players inside of the program and the program in general. I think Trev has a good feel of the vibe of a program, of what the student athletes are doing, how they carry themselves, um, you know, discussions with coaches and their blueprint and their plan. And I think he has a good read on, do you have momentum going forward? Do you have a plan um, that can lead to success? And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a mystery because we're so focused on the football search and what Matt Rule's done in a short amount of time. Now things start to shift to Fred. And really, I, I think Trev is very appreciative of Fred this year because Fred said at the beginning, in the middle of the summer, guys, this is going to be a likable team. You're going to like this team. They're going to play hard. Well, I think we all agree that when they've had their core together, we feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but now things shift. I, I, I think there was a quote the other day. And, and, and again, I, I think Trev has a good beat on the pulse of a program. And he listens to a lot of different people. You know, we're all saying, oh, man, I guess the evaluation of Fred is closed now that he loses two key guys. Trev the other night said, you know what? Everybody has injuries. Let's see how you deal with them. And I thought, whoa, okay, this evaluation process is still going on. Um, I I, I go back and forth, guys, on what's going to happen. But I I think unless it's Fred's decision, I I think Fred will be back for year number five. Um, And it's, you know. Are, are you guys in the in the mode? Because I'm getting this from my friends and my listeners is, yeah, okay, if he comes back, great. If he doesn't come back, great. See what a weird, weird balance that yeah. is? Yeah. It, it is, and, and I, I lean towards bring him back. And, I, you know, there's been so, some resistance with that because the, the record doesn't lie. But to your point, and I think we've seen it, you've seen change. You've seen a change in behavior, a change in – it's more blue collar. And we were talking about that earlier this week too. And you know what? Good for him because too many coaches, too many times dig in and, and say, you know, this is how it's going to be. I'm right. Just got to trust the process and it doesn't ever pop. Well, well I, I think the, the, the mood around Nebraska is that, you know what? If Fred Hoiberg can't be the guy to get it done and get Nebraska their first tournament win, who the hell can? Cause I mean, it's, it's Fred Hoiberg. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? And Elijah, we all said that when he got hired. Oh, wow, this is the guy that's perfect for Nebraska. And you know, Nebraska basketball has been meandering in the desert for a while. But my my counterpoint to that is there's a guy in Manhattan, Kansas, who nobody knew except for inside of the basketball world who Jerome Tang was. He comes in, utilizes the portal, and look at Kansas State is right in the mix in America's toughest conference of winning the Big Twelve. So. There's that part of it. It's just, you know, it, it's a it's just a program that hasn't been able to harness any momentum for a long time. Where you have spurts of you feel good, you like going to the games. It's a likable team, but they just haven't been able to sustain it. And then there's something that happens: either a, a wonky loss, or you start to lose guys to injuries. And this year, that's the worst thing that could happen because when they have had their core together, really the core four. They've been a pretty good basketball team. But, man, that game against Creighton, which ironically was on the Sunday that the Chiefs and the Bengals met in the regular season, 
fast forward to tomorrow when the Chiefs and Bengals meet again and look at the difference of how you feel about Nebraska basketball from the first Sunday in December to the last Sunday in January. Sharp, you let us in. We got about a minute or two here. Your thoughts, Chiefs fan. Uh, are you feeling okay tomorrow or, oh, no, it's Cincinnati? And then let's give me a thought here on Philly and San Fran as well real quick. So it's going to be cold at Burrowhead, uh, but that's okay. Both teams are outdoor teams. Thank God we didn't have a neutral site game. Uh, remember, everybody talks about the Bengals being 3-0 against Mahomes and the Chiefs, and they are. But those three games have all been deficit of, of three points. And in those games, Kansas City has led. Kansas City has had a lot of self-inflicted uh, mistakes. This is a great Bengals team. I mean, especially with Joe Burrow at quarterback, it changes them. But I wonder if Cincinnati finally, the offensive lineman down, catches up to him. I, not being a homer, I do like the Chiefs at home tomorrow to get revenge from last year. On the other side, man, you're going to get popped. And I think the Niners will hit Jalen Hurts as much as possible. That'll be a tight game. But I believe that Philadelphia will eke it out. And Nick Sirianni will enjoy another national chain of pizza as a celebratory uh, meal. He's gone from... Uh, Pizza Hut to Little Caesars to what would be the next Papa John's? Oh, he'll he'll go Michael Scott and go to Sabaro. <laughs> <laughs> this would be fantastic. They finally have one of those. Mark, they finally have one of those back in Omaha. I know. I saw that. It's great, man. Now they need to bring back Team Spirit and Game Gallery, and I'm, you know, just like bring back all the mall like staples. Oh. Let's go, showbiz pe- let's go showbiz pizza place. Let's just go all Come old on, school man. with our pizza joints. Yes, please. Sharpie, when you please. hit the hot topic later in that ski mask and, <laughs> and, and, and stock and hat, make sure you get the, uh, the, 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 the concert T-shirt to, to wear to the game tonight. I, I will do that. Guys, I appreciate it. This is, uh, you know, now that I get to see your lovely faces early in the morning, you're the, you're the first people I get to see. I don't know if that's yeah. a good or a bad thing. Congratulations. Uh, he's going to go right for the tequila here shortly. <laughs> Sharpie, take care. Have a good call. Appreciate you. Hey, thanks, guys. We, we, didn't, even, we didn't even get to get into baseball. We're going to have to get into baseball with Gary next year. They just started the first practice yesterday. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was good stuff. Cranach, oh, enjoy you your weekend. You too. I said, oh, you oh, went? No, but, uh, I had eyes there, so it's okay. okay. Right, Elijah, be good. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back at you Monday at 4 on Hale Varsity, presented by Currency. Thanks.